everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 90 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal, Val. With me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? I'm doing well, as always. Awesome to hear. And the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, King NASCAR. Logan, how are you, sir? I am feeling watermelony. Yes, I'm uh, glad you're able to make it tonight. I know uh, there's some storms rolling across the U.S. here, so hope everybody's safe. Yeah, it was a uh, touch and go here earlier. Um, we had some rotation out close to my house. In fact, I didn't have it recorded, so it was a little scary, but we're all good now. Awesome. Uh, got a great show for everybody today. We're going to recap the uh, NASCAR tr- uh, truck Xfinity Cup race as well as the F1. We're also going to, to review the Tops Now F1 cards that have been released in the, in the archives and look at some of the print runs and what's currently available. A suggestion from one of the amazing listeners. So we're going to cover women in NASCAR and their trading cards. And then also the cornerstone of the podcast uh, YouTube channel is King's Court. So, <laughs> so <laughs> let's... Get rolling, gentlemen. Look over here at my notes. Oh, um, well, they, they be in the Camping World Truck Series. They were at uh, Circuit of America in Austin, Texas. That was the second annual XB Expel 225 race. And that was Saturday, March 25th at Circuit of America, Austin, Texas. And our winner was Zane Smith. And our highest finishing rookie was Lawless Allen at position 11. Go Lawless. Yeah. Well, Zane Smith, you know, he was um, stage one winner, stage two winner, and race winner. So I don't think anybody had anything for him. Yeah. That's the first time that happened this year in trucks. Yeah. We've, and we've talked about Zane Smith's uh, cards before. 2018 was his first year with cards, uh, with 2018 Dunruss. In the next in line, as well as a few parallels, the signature series as well in Dunruss. And the 2018 Panini certified. He has certified next signatures. No base cards. He's in the Panini Prime. Also clear silhouettes. Those two, those, there's three versions of that. And then he has a base card. I guess you're more traditional in 2018 Panini Victory Lane with card number 40. And the different parallels for that. Doesn't look any autos, but the four printing plates as well. So, Zane Smith's got a, I think he's got a few wins already. So, and then Lawless Allen, who we love on the show, he doesn't have any cards yet. So, we're keeping our fingers crossed for Dunruss, which uh, Jason uh, still on schedule. Yep, still good for April 15th. And I think the best price, or the best price, the best thing about it is the price is staying the same. So, we're still at 110 for a hobby box. That's awesome. Can't. Can't complain too much. Um, hopefully, maybe it'll drop a little. We'll see. And then when the show drops, we'll have uh, 14 days, two weeks until the release. So I'm looking forward to Dunrush. That's one of my favorite releases of the year. Are you going to try to buy any on Panini's website, or are you just going to wait and get it from one of the big three or something? Well, I guess it all depends on when it goes live. I usually, I've been going into the office, so I try to work from home one or two days a week. So because that release is on a Friday, and I think, I want to say the other dates have been on Wednesday, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure you'll try. I'll, I'll, I'll probably, if I'll try, and if I get one, that'll be good, but 
you know, I'm not going to buy more than that because I'm like I said, I'll probably try to get mine from the big three or find them from you know somebody a little little cheaper. You know, I'm always into saving money. Yeah, well, and that reminds me, want to also thank our sponsor, Panini America. <laughs> uh, let's so, move up. Yes, sir. With the trucks, you know, Haley was in another crash, 34th. Yeah, I think if it wasn't for her bad luck, she'd have no luck at all. Uh, yeah, she's like like the guys on Hee Haw, no doubt. She's she's not showing me anything this year. It, I mean, I know a lot of it's not of her doing, but a lot of it is putting yourself in the right position, and she's apparently not putting herself in the right positions right now. So I don't know what to think about her. I'm start. I've been talking about the last few weeks. I'm starting to lose a little faith in her. She's gonna. She's got to ramp it up if she wants to 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 move on to you know Xfinity and get more hobby love. So, you know, right now she's got to do better. So, where do you think she is for from a hobby perspective? Do you think she's in a buy sell or wait and see? I think she's probably moved from from buying to wait and see. Yeah. Right now is I, what I, I think because her prices have gone down considerably. So, you know, maybe maybe it's time to buy some at some of these prices. I don't know, because even some of her graded PSA 10 cards have gotten to be, you know, you saw people, you know, $200, $300, whatever for a particular card. And now they're, you know, $100 or something. So they've gone down and they're still not selling. So I don't know if there's a glut in the market or if it's her performance or both or whatever. But, Yeah. I, I I I don't know that I would be, you know, it may be time to, I don't know. I just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. You might be out. right on the glutton part because, you know, we went through that grading boom and people, you know, they're looking for the name. That's who they're submitting to get graded. So you might be right on that one. Because mm -hmm, I had a whole bunch. I had, I know, at least 20 something on one sub and another handful on another sub that I had. So, you know, just by myself, I probably had at least 30 that came in just recently, you know, you know, last month. Well, I know it's probably not. So I mentioned it before. I think it was that, you know, she's running Ford truck. Now I know Zane Smith won the race in a Ford truck, but I think she would do better in Ford in Xfinity as opposed to the truck. I think there's more, more Fords in, in the Xfinity so we'll see. So I, I think she needs to move up to the next level. And then that's kind of where I think it's make or break for me if I'm going to thin out some of her cards or not. But I think right now, some of that bad luck and there's just not a lot of Fords. It's not like, you know, if she was in a, and I mentioned this, you know, years ago that if she was in a Kyle Busch truck running Toyota, you know, we knew she'd have fantastic equipment. So when we know how they're winning races and stuff, so. I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, I, I kind of wish she'd stayed with Toyota. I, I guess Ford offered her a better deal, you know, probably, you know, a lot more factory support and, you know, I, I don't know, but I just, I really wish she would have stayed with Toyota. And I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but she's going, she's going to go to Stuart Haas, right? So like uh, everything I'm reading and some of the other stuff, it looks like all everything's lining up for her to go to Stuart Haas in one way or the other. So. I don't yeah, know if that's, you guys have kind of read that or not, but I can kind of read between the lines, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's that's the same vibe I'm getting. 
is that she's going to probably go in there. Just, just like you said, reading between lines. So, I mean, Ford, if you check out her Instagram account, I think, you know, she has new Ford trucks and new Ford Mustangs and, you know, some other stuff that she's getting to be a Ford driver. So, but anyway, uh, <laughs> we digress here. Yeah. Moving on. Yep. Moving on. Uh, next race for the trucks is actually not going to be until April 7th when they're at Martinsville Speedway. That's the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 200. And that's going to be Thursday, April 7th at 8 p.m. They're taking a little break in the truck series. Moving over to the Xfinity Series. That was race number six. And that was the second annual Pit Boss 250. And that was Saturday, March 26th as well at Circuit of Americas in Austin, Texas. A.J. Amendinger was our winner, and our highest finishing rookie was in positions two with Austin Hill. Yeah, Austin Hill's putting together a good season. Yeah, I think he's definitely, yeah, well, him and Sheldon Creed, you know, it's going to be, I think Sheldon Creed's one-on-one. I know Austin Hill, I think, is one of a few. So, yeah, he's putting it together. Yeah, he's, the children's cars are, you know, at least in Xfinity, are doing very well. You know, I, he's he's got the right equipment, I think, behind him, and uh, he'll probably win at least another race or two, I think, this year. Yeah, I'm curious to see how, you know, when they go into the playoffs. So, still got a long way to go, but they're definitely putting it together. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger, his first trading cards are in 2007. He's one of those drivers who, uh, I don't say he moved around into some of the different series, but, you know, he's come back with a vengeance here last year and continuing on with this year. So he's in 2000 Press Pass Premium. He has a card number 83 in that series. He's also in the 2007 Press Pass Stealth, card number 29 with a few different parallels with the retail, Chrome Exclusive, number to 99, Chrome Platinum, number to 25, eBay Previews back in the day, uh, number to 5, Maximum Access Insert, MA1, and Maximum Access Autographs, uh, it's not numbered. Press Pass VIP in 2007, different versions as well as 2007 Press Pass signings. And there's a, a no number and a blue version number 25 and gold to five. He's in the 2007 Tracks card number 32, a few versions of it. And then the 2007 Wheels American Thunder card number 84 and 84B with the autograph. And that's the one I wish I could find. That's autograph Dinger. Number to 50. Yeah, that would be a cool one. <laughs> I think one of the very few RFs that I have like that, I've got I've got one by um, Buddy Baker, and it just he signed it Leadfoot. And I thought that's really cool. Yeah, those are cool. Uh, you know, Press Pass had some of those, and I guess it was maybe it was a year or two ago, some of the guys were coming in, kind of nuts groups, and, you know, they were basically buying up those special, like, autographs or, or whatever oh, there are a few there's Leadfoot and there's a few other ones um that are out there they're they're really cool yeah i think daryl walter did one that's jaws. jaws yep yeah i'm trying to think of some other ones right now i don't think fred lorenzen had one and there were numerous others um it was a red farmer had one that was his i want to say it's like m10 something or whatever but i am but it, those are those are pretty cool to find. So yeah, so there's a dinger version as well, and then a few um, autographed hat, instant winner card, cool threads, and single hat, also for 2007 in Wheels American Thunder. 
And then Ohio's finishing rookie, Austin Hill. I think we talked about him last week. 2021, Dunruss. Uh, he's got regular version and then the retro 1988 version as well. And then those all the parallels for that. He's in Dunruss Optic 2021, Optic Signatures, the printing plates for all that. Chronicles, Zenith, Zenith Autographs, and Panini Prism signing sessions, all autographs in prism so yeah he's got a lot of 2021 cards though well he's you know he's moving right up there so well and i'm looking at column c for him as we speak and Mm -hmm. there's an autograph from chronicles for five dollars so affordable for sure right now oh definitely yeah we haven't really talked about column c and and the prices whatever but yeah they there's plenty of deals out there on some of these guys you know he's worked his way up through trucks now he's in Xfinity running for a rookie of the year. So, you know, might be in there another year or two. And then does he get the cup or not? We don't know, but you know, for five dollars or whatever. Yeah, you can't beat that. I mean, five dollars for any autograph is a deal, I think. Yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons we or one of the reasons I know I love NASCAR. You can uh, as I always say, you know, you collecting dollars go a lot. Uh was it all the all the collecting fun and half the price or more. So yeah, and in air quotes, still affordable. <laughs> yes, right. So, yeah, I want everybody to share the podcast, but tell everybody, <laughs> let's not drive up the prices and stuff. So, uh, next race, race number seven, that is at Richmond Raceway. And that's the uh, Toyota Care 250, Saturday, April 2nd at 1 30 p.m. Eastern. Stages for Richmond Raceway are 75, 150, and 250. Practice is on Saturday and qualifying is on Saturday as well. Uh, this might be a good time to throw in a little trivia here for Richmond Raceway. Who won the first NASCAR race held at Richmond Raceway in 1953? So we'll come back after uh, our next segment here. So moving over to the cup race, that was race number six, and that was the second annual Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix, and that was Sunday, March 27th. Also at Circuit of America, uh, that was an interesting race. I I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I, uh, I was me and my daughter were going out golfing, so but I did watch some of the, the highlights, and it was oh, some bumping and banging there on that last lap uh, with Ross Chastain being victorious and getting his first win. And our highest finishing rookie was Austin Cindric at position eight. Yeah, that was a heck of a race. You know, Trackhouse really, really did well because Suarez won the first uh, stage. And, um, you know, you could tell right then that, you know, they had the cars to beat. And, you know, I think, you know, that, you know, that's, that's our third first time winner this year in six races. So it's either like Hendrick wins or first time winner is, is, is what we're getting right now. So I guess next week a Hendrick car is going to win. Going by the way things are going. Now, when I watched some of the, the last lap, uh, I think people were complaining about Ross Chastain and I guess the way he moved AJ Amendinger, but it looked like Amendinger tried to like took a swipe at him, made him and I don't know if it was Alex Bowman or whoever it was go wide, but then Ross Chastain got back and was able to, you know, pop his bumper kind of there right out there at the end of the race. So it was kind of a little payback for what uh he had done. Uh, AJ had tried to do to him. So, yeah, AJ was kind of 
being a little whiny, I think at the end, of, you know, his post-race interview and he was talking about, well, you, you know, some people got to do what they got to do, you know, something like that. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, dude, you're the one who moved Chastain first and he paid you back. Uh, you got a really short memory. I like AJ Allmendinger, but you know, Hey, I don't blame Ross Chastain for anything. I think he did exactly what he needed to do. The commentators, you know, even Tony Stewart, you know, agreed with that. Uh, you know, he he made a hell of a move right there at the end, getting underneath of Almondinger and then knocking Almondinger into Alex Bowman. I thought for a second that freaking Alex Bowman was going to steal another race because he had that crap all day. I mean, he really hadn't done anything all day. And, and, then and don't sudden, forget, Almondinger won the day before too, right? Yeah, he did. So and, I think he was trying to get that double there. But good. Yeah, but I, I, I'm like, oh my god, Alex Bowman's going to freaking win this race, and. Then, then when they had the pinball action going on there, and uh, AJ spun out and Bowman went wide, and Ross Chastain took the lead back. I'm like, yes, go, dude, go! And uh, he beat him. So that that was a, that was a great race. He That's brought out the ceremonial watermelon. And so, if you don't, if you're not familiar with Ross Chastain, he uh, his family owns a watermelon farm. And when he's been coming up through the whole ranks, he smashes a watermelon in victory lane. So, yeah, the Tony Stewart and all them, you know, Mike Joy and all them, they thought that he was going to bust it on the top of the car. And it's like, no, 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 don't, don't do it on the car. But he didn't do it on the car. He just yeah. threw it on the ground. Then he was eating it. And then he had a piece stuck on his mouth. I don't know if anybody noticed that. <laughs> he's, he's doing the post-race interview. He's got this like white watermelon seed stuck on his beard. You know, it's like, oh God, come on, dude, wipe that stuff off. It was driving me crazy. <laughs> Ross Chassain, we I, we haven't talked about him in a while since he was in lower levels, but his first cards are in 2012 Press Pass Fanfare. A card number 66. There's only a few parallels to that. There's a blue foil die cut. There's a hall foil die cut, silver number to 25, sapphire to 20, and diamond to five. There's magnificent materials, silver number to 99, gold to 50, race use gloves, a dual number to 50, and dual melding to 10. Silvers in fanfare, silvers. Autographs in, in fanfare, the silver version is number to 299, gold to 99 red to 75 and blue to 25 so that that stuff i love the 2012 fanfare because it has ryan blaney ross chastain and bubba wallace to name a few yeah, yeah and that stuff's dried up you can't find it i know so that's awesome he gets his first win first cup win i should say so so yep. i want to ask because you brought it up with press pass have we reached the point where a lot of the press pass is gone i mean we're talking how many years now that they've been defunct? Are, are, are we at that point where it's few and far between? Well, the big three don't really carry them anymore. They no, used to. They I mean, I, you know, I guess it was, I don't know how many years ago, but you could get those blasters on clearance. Uh, I would always buy stuff on Black Friday, picking that stuff up. So now I think I still got two 2012 blast, uh, blasters in the in the case there. They're meaning to blast blast them, to bust them. Um, I'd rather uh, see you blast them. There's a there's a rare I can't. I, uh, uh, but it's you know it's like only one pack a box, and it's like you know, I guess ten cards. You get one 
auto or memorabilia right. per, per box. So back that uh, configuration. So I have not seen a hobby box of that stuff. It just I, seems I like it seems like it. I know we talk about print run, <clears throat> excuse me, print runs from like the late '80s and stuff. But it seems like I see more Max tracks, all that stuff, than I do see Press Pass, and we're and we're you know 15 years newer roughly so yeah there's some key dates or key years in press pass that's just awesome stuff you just can't find it you know we, we've seen the 2013 escalate right with kyle Last larson yep. you know just his cards and i guess there was one hobby box we saw and it was like three or four hundred dollars for a hobby box and uh, Logan remembers we we had gone to the press pass office one time and they gave us a you know hobby box back then they were coming like little boxes and there's like ten cards a box whatever and Tyler you know was was already all over Kyle Larson before uh, he was racing so yeah he sure was we hit we got it we hit a Kyle Larson in there and I remember us sitting on the floor at your house and you know, pick, going through just picking going back and forth and picking yep. and I think. Kyle Larson didn't, he was like towards the end and Tyler goes, well, we'll, we'll take him. <laughs> that reminds me, I have to find it. October of 2013, I think he had his first race at the cup level. I have to look. I think I have some, I had one like at auction, some uh, tickets that I never used. So I, have to, well, I might have to try to dig those out and get him to sign some. That's, that's another collectible that's, that's on its way up. That's going to, it's the next thing to be hyped is tickets. Yeah, they're not making paper tickets anymore, so it's they're 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 getting hyped now. You're gonna you're gonna find tickets that are to, you know, really. I mean, all right, Super Bowl tickets are already expensive, but you know, you're gonna <clears throat> excuse me, you're gonna find tickets to other events that are gonna skyrocket in price because everybody's gonna hype hype the crap out of everything. Yeah, and uh, the one guy, Darren Ravel, he was on a podcast that I listened to year year and a half ago talking about that he is real, really big into tickets and where they could go in the future. And I mean, it's, it's happening already. I mean, when you have those auction houses getting some of the stuff that they can get their hands on, there's some crazy prices. Oh yeah. Uh, finishing up with our highest finishing rookie, Austin Cendrick. We haven't talked about him in a few weeks, but 2018 was his first year in cards with Don Ross Phenoms, 2018 Panini certified. 2018 Panini Prism scripted signatures, 2018 Victory Lane with base cards, uh, card number 33. And so Panini certified and Victory Lane have uh, base cards for him. And then there's also signatures in Victory Lane. So next race, race number seven, Richmond Raceway, Toyota Owners 400, Sunday, April 3rd at 3.30 p.m. Stages for Richmond, 70, 230, and 400 practices on Saturday, and qualifying is also on Saturday. Coming back to the trivia, who won the first NASCAR race held at Richmond Raceway in 1953? That would be Lee Petty. Go Lee Petty. And that's when it was a half-mile track. It wasn't a three-quarter-mile track like it is now. And then who holds a record with the most wins, with 13 wins at Richmond? Hmm. That would be Richard Petty, Lee Petty's son, 
And one stat that I thought was amazing is that he won eight races in a row between September 13th, 1970 and September 9th of 1973. Richard Petty won every race at Richmond Raceway. Because he's the man. He's the king. And the king. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, moving over to IndyCar. They were off and they are still off until April 10th. And then moving over to Formula One, that was race number two on Sunday, March 27th. That was the 2022 STC Saudi Arabia Grand Prix with 50 laps. And Max Verstappen was our race winner. Yeah, he took the, he took the lead for good on lap 47. He used the DRS to pass uh, Leclerc and, and take the lead. You know, I thought Leclerc was going to win his second race of the year. It's like, whoa, really? This is this is saying something. But you know, Lewis Hamilton was really nowhere to be found. I mean, he was—I don't remember where he finished. He finished tenth. He got he so he got some points or a point or whatever it is. One point for tenth. But you know, he's that—that that just goes to show you. You know, I tweeted out earlier this week. You know, how much do you think that the car? How, how important is the car in relationship to the driver when it comes to, you know, winning races, winning championships and those kind of things? Because, you know, you could have the greatest driver in the world and you can have the crummiest car and, you know, that driver may win a race here or there, but he's not going to win a lot of races. So, you know, you've got to have a good car along with a good driver. So, you know, in my opinion, the, the driver is like 65% maybe and the, cars you know the other 35 percent, but you can look at, at what lewis hamilton's going through right now they don't have the car mercedes does not have the car i think they'll have the car later i think i think that, that they'll get it where it needs to be but right now in this day and time they don't they don't have the car and even with his his uh you know great driving abilities he's not able to do what he did last year and he's he's you know in the first race of the year he kind of you know, lucked out with both of the Red Bull cars, you know, uh, going out right there at the end. So he kind of lucked into the podium, but, but this Saudi Arabia Grand Prix, man, he just, he just wasn't even a factor at all. I mean, they talked about him because he's Lewis Hamilton, but you know, he just wasn't there. He didn't seem anything. Yeah. One thing, you know, looking at the results, I recorded the race, but I don't know, me and my, um, cable provider of fighting here i don't know why my the stuff's not recording but anyway uh, looking at the results here max Verstappen got 25 points uh led six laps like you said and then charles leclerc uh he led 30 laps and got 19 points what's interesting the other red bull driver Sir sergio perez came in fourth and with 12 points and the lewis hamilton teammate mercedes george um, George Russell, he actually finished fifth with 10 points. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I think Mercedes is going to get their act together. You know, I'm sure they're in wind tunnels now and they're doing all kinds of uh, testing and things to, to tweak the car, you know, because they're not going to lay on, they're, they're not going to lay down. They're going to fight. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So, it, you know, they've got some work to do and I'm sure they are working on it right now. So, but it, it was, a, it was a good race. Um, you know, like I said, uh, Verstappen used his DRS right there at the end and he held off Leclerc and 
uh, and went on to win. It was it was a good win. I was happy for for him, you know, because you know last race he was either last or almost last. Uh, I don't remember where he finished, but he didn't finish. <laughs> Max first stopping in his cards. We've talked well. We haven't talked about him this year. We did talk about him last year. He has a few tops trumps cards. If you're not familiar, with that is I don't know if it was a it's a game or if it, they're sold like a deck of cards in a hard protective holder, or whatever. But 2016 and 2018, uh, and then he has cards in 2020 naturally with tops. Uh, he has a tops now Formula One card. Card number 23 has a print run of just over 4,000. And then also with the 2020 Tops Chrome, there's about 15, 20 versions of that. And there's a image variation on the card number six with him sitting with his helmet. And then there's also the 1954 World of Wheels, different parallels of it. And then there is the plethora of parallels for Tops 2020 Chrome Formula One with the 70th, 70th anniversary gold and orange, red and super refractor. There's chrome autographs, gold refractors, gold wave refractors, orange refractors, orange wave refractors. There's the printing plates, black, cayenne, magenta, yellow, purple refractors, red refractors, red wave refractors. Just refractors, super refractors. If you don't like refractors, <laughs> there's track tags. That's one of the other inserts with the different parallels and printing plates. Then we get to do it all over in the 2020 Tops Chrome Sapphire Edition with all the different parallels. That I'm not going to bore everybody with all those. There are a lot of them, and those are his true, I guess, true rookie cards if you go by the uh, Beckett definition. So there's also Dynasty. There's also a Topps Dynasty product, and that has Dynasty autographs in it. That's a super high end. There's, if you don't want to collect any of those, there's the Topps F1 official stickers. There's about 10 uh, stickers in that series. And then the Topps Turbo Attacks Formula One versions with about 10 of those. And then the limited edition um, stickers, it looks like there's three different versions of it. So. Lots of 2020 tops cards, uh, about 435. Yeah, and your uh, your pal Zal finished 11th. All right, I'm gonna keep an eye on him. He almost got some points, he was close. Almost next race, race number three, that is Sunday, August, August, April 10th <laughs> <laughs> at 1 a.m. on ESPN, and that's the Heineken Australian Grand Prix at Melbourne Grand Prix Circuit. Um, I think that was it for the race recap. All right, we're at 36 minutes. Goodness. Uh, let's, let's since we're on the F1, let's go over and look at some of the tops archive uh, print runs for those that collect tops F1. I'm curious to see how uh, they do. We had the road to 2022. I think there was about eight or nine cards in it. So looking at the print run, so where do we see there the ordering of these? So that's 82 from last year, 81. That's three. So one's right here. So it was interesting that there's 1065, 1310, 1052 for these, and then four, six, no, 969. I think that's George Russell, uh, 10,894. 
So it seemed like any of the drivers had a massive print run compared to the others. So yeah, George Russell looks like he could be in an episode of Sprocket. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> um, so here that is a six, four, five is right here at 1485. Again, if you go out to Top's website, you can um, find the archive. So seven, there is our buddy Zhao. Your pal Zhao. Uh, 8,903, 997, and 1,044. Number 10 with uh, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell at 5,676. And then the Haas at 1,003. Uh, we're recording Wednesday if we look at the current ones there's they just started with the regular season right now yeah there's oh no it's so this is from last year then this is the pack card number one which is still available there's a teammates with ferrari kevin manson top five finish and then i don't know why they did this instead of doing a, a driver portrait they have the car our pals out and with the rookie logo, which I, you know, I like, but I would have liked to have had a, a driver photo. So, so these will be uh, finishing up by the time the episode drops. We'll have uh, some new cards. So, uh, we'll recap next week and see what's available and then what these print runs are. So, I'm curious to see how 2022 does compared to uh, last year. So, did you guys buy any? I did not. Uh, I thought about it. Like I said, I think I was in for my pal Zhao, but since it's not a driver card, it's the car. I did not. To me, on some of these, it's just I feel like if I don't have a goal, I'm not going to buy any. And if I'm not going to try to get them all, I'm not going to start with one. So that's kind of where I struggle with the tops now stuff. I thought about the magazine, maybe send it to the Hoss shop, but I don't know. Yeah, I didn't buy any either. Um, I, I think I'll I'll wait and see what happens on Com C. Yeah, it's you know at nine dollars a piece or in bulk, it's possible if you go out to Com C, you can pick stuff up a lot cheaper. You know, depending it, it just is it something that you want to take a risk getting on the secondary market or you, you know something you have to have. So yeah, we'll see how it goes this year. So we had uh, one of the listeners was asking about a 1989 card if it was the first woman in nascar her card so you know thought that that would be a good topic to discuss so uh king nascar he has his uh, top 10 women drivers of nascar on the psa psa set registry i believe yeah this is a showcase that i did uh psa currently has a promotion or whatever you want to call it contest where people can do their top 10 cards in the showcase of, you know, whatever they want to make them. You, you, they have different categories like miscellaneous sports, you know, combination of all sports, baseball, football, basketball, soccer, hockey. So you can, you can do all these uh, showcases on PSA. And uh, I think it's a really neat idea. And what, one of the cool things they're going to do about it is at the end of the end of the year, the best showcase from each one of these categories is going to win a set registry award. So, you know, I'm all about that. I love competing in the set registry. So I did my own, you know, top 10 women drivers of NASCAR and uh, we can talk about this. Do you guys kind of want to 
take take numbers and talk about them? Or you want me to talk about them? How you want to do this? However you want to do it, uh, Jason. You want in or not? Or you want to you want to listen? Have, uh, I'm going to listen because the, the women of NASCAR is not something I'm familiar with at all. So I will listen on this one. Well, that's fine. I guess we can start with number ten if you want me to take that. Yeah, go ahead. 2011 Press Pass Fanfare number 67, Johanna Long. Yeah, uh, I've got descriptions. If you scroll down, you'll see all the bigger descriptions. Can you? Can, can you? Underneath the card? Yeah, see? Uh, yeah, so a great truck series driver. Many people, including myself, believe that if she had been given a chance to drive in better equipment, she would have a longer, more successful NASCAR career. And it was cool to bump into her in NASCAR Hall of Fame a few years ago. Yeah, I remember her being in the Xfinity series, I believe. And funding was definitely an issue uh, that I remember. Uh, she was in the... You have the 2011. I wonder if I can pull that up. Does that show up? Yeah, there you go. It looks good. Okay. Yep. So that's the base card. This is the fanfare autograph. See that? So, yeah, she was she was very nice. Um, I I think you're you're right that if she had better equipment, I think she could race. And uh, they had, I guess, a few of the women drivers at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Jennifer Joe Cobb comes to mind as well and i remember you know her saying that eventually hopefully that you know the women would be known as women drivers that they would just be known as drivers um that you know that they would be um just taken as drivers and not have to you know put the women this uh distinction in there so but i'd love to see her make a comeback uh since you know i think it was 2013 2014 i think is when she stopped racing the times have definitely changed, so especially with the Bush Accelerate Her, that they're helping the sponsor uh, women drivers, trying to get them to the couple. Yeah, and she was real nice too when we ran. Remember Val when we ran into her at the NASCAR Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, we we talked to her for a little bit. Um, you know, we we told her what you know we we were wishing her well. You know, we thought that you know she had a little bit better equipment. She she do better. She was hoping she. I think at the time, didn't she say something about she was working on a deal, but I don't know that that ever really came through. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. So um, number number nine in my list is Patty Moise. And her rookie card is the 1989 Max uh, card number 216. She was in NASCAR a long time. She she ran from 86 to 98. She ran mostly in the Bush series back then, which is now our Xfinity series. And she ran in 133 uh, of the Bush series races. She had a few top tens. Uh, she had some, she always had some really cool sponsors though. She had some nice looking cars. You know, she had like Purex and dial Crisco and those kind of things. I always liked her cars and things. Uh, she ended up marrying Elton Sawyer. And uh, I think Elton Sawyer is, is in NASCAR. He's some kind of official. He may be over the, one of the, the series, I think I'm not exactly sure what he's doing. I know that Elton's in uh, in NASCAR now as well, but her her 1989 Max card is a pretty neat card. That's going to be her rookie card. Uh, you know, it's kind of got her windblown hair, and uh, she was always nice. I met her one time a long time ago back in I think the early 90s, and she was very nice, very personable, uh, and she had a, she had a really good career. All right, number eight is Shauna Robinson, and this is the 1990 Max, card number 118. We have here that Shauna was a fixture 
in the Xfinity series from 1991 to 2005, skipping a few years in between. She appeared in 61 races and was the first woman to win a pole position in Atlanta in 1994. The fabulous thing about that was it was in the pits. Oh, that uh, Logan was in the pits that day and was able to watch history and take her picture with her pole position award. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she she was um we I actually had a pit pass in '94 and, and I was down there that day when she won that pole award and I was right there when they were taking her picture, you know, with the award and all that. I've got some pictures around the house somewhere. I think they're over here somewhere. I should, probably should have got tried to find those, but anyway, uh, she she was real nice. Got her autograph. Um, you know, I, I had bumped into her a few times. We saw her one time uh, at the Galleria uh hotel at the Galleria Mall in, in uh Birmingham and when we were there for Talda the Talladega race. But yeah, she had a good career. Um uh I was you know like I said I was a fan of hers. We me and my son Tyler we really liked her. We were always hoping for her to do well. Um but uh she was she was a really good driver and uh, she had a great career. So the next one is going to be Kelly Earnhardt. Now she didn't have a very big racing career. Uh, she ran a lot of sportsman cars and things that her dad, you know, Dale Earnhardt Sr. put together for her. And, of course, they had the mom and pop sponsorship back in the day. But where she's really shined now is, you know, she she runs uh, JR Motorsports for her brother, Dale Earnhardt Jr. So that, that's her big gig now. And she does a very, very good job at that. But, like I said, she didn't, uh, she didn't do a lot of racing, but she's a very prominent uh, businesswoman in racing and very well respected. I've always liked her. That's her rookie card from the 94 Optima XL. And I think Dale Jr. and uh, is it Kerry? I think both have cards in that as well. There's also the Teresa Earnhardt and then the mostly error or variation with uh, Teresa Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt that was pulled. So if you look at the back, it shows you a picture of the one that was pulled. They didn't change the back of all the cards, but they pulled that picture and then just had one of, of, um, Teresa, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she had, she had, she, she's still in racing. She's still, uh, you know, like I said, she's still running JR Motorsports for her, her, her brother. And, uh, like I said, she's, she's, she's a sharp lady, very sharp lady. And she goes to, I've talked about the stocks for tots. That's the signing sessions and stuff in December where the proceeds go to charity and she'll show up uh, there and sign. So I have a few of her cards signed. Uh, Next on the list is Ethel Mobley. Ethel had a brief stint in the Cup Series, participating in only two races. She started in the second Cup race of the fabulous or famous Daytona Beach Road Course in 1949, along with her famous brothers, Tim Fonte and Bob Flock. She finished ahead of Fonte and Bob in that race, giving her a lot of bragging rights. Her only card is from the 1989 Winter Circle, set showing her sporting her old school helmet. Yeah, she didn't race very much, but, you know, she had the racing bug just like her brothers. And that may be the only time that you've had multiple brothers and a sister racing in a in a cup race i don't think that's ever happened since 
especially with three brothers yeah and and a sister so four that's pretty impressive yeah that's a cool card of hers that's that's like that's her one and only card and that's in the 89 winter circle yep all right the next one is uh going to be louise smith and this is also a 1989 winter circle card uh, she was a, a nascar pioneer she ran from 1949 to 52 uh, she's was among three women that started the second ever cup race on the old Daytona beach course. So, you know, it was her and Ethel Mobley and uh, I think it was Sarah Christian yep. that all were in that one race. And I don't think that's really ever been duplicated either since then. This, this is her PSA 10 card. It's a beautiful card. She had a, again, she had a short career, just a couple of years. I mean, I guess, you know, she was testing the waters. She, um, she signed cards, I mean, up until her death, which was not all that long ago. But uh, 2005, huh? I think it was. Yeah, it's, I mean, she, yeah, she, she had a, um, she was very nice, very personable. She was a good racer. Uh, I wish she would have continued her career, but I guess, you know, things get in the way of, you know, your dreams and, you know, she had to end up quitting, but she was a very good driver and, uh, you know, kudos to her. There's that famous photo of her. They had like cut her out of the car. Yes. At one of the tracks. And I think if you look, if you watch Ern, uh, Dale and her juniors got the show about the tracks, uh, one of the tracks they went to, that was where that was at. And they mentioned it about uh, the uh, one of the corners there and uh, they show the picture. Oh yeah. That car is mangled. I don't know how any human being got out of that car. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, next on the list is the, uh, 1991 Pioneers of Racing, I believe card number 21 with Curtis Turner and Sarah Christensen, who you had mentioned as one of the three. And Sarah is a true pioneer of NASCAR. She started the very first cup race in Charlotte in 1949, starting 13th and finishing 14th. She went on to participate in a total of seven cup races from 1949 to 1950. This 1991 Pioneers Racing card has a 1962 Topps baseball card vibe and has a great picture of Sarah. Yeah, she ran, I think she ran for Curtis Turner. I think he he helped, you know, sponsor her cars. So, you know, he if, if he had, a, a, you know, that much faith in her, she had to be a very, very good driver. And she was. Again, you know, it seems like most of these ladies back then didn't race for very long. You know, I don't, I, I don't know what the dynamics were back then and what happened. You know, it's too bad that they didn't race longer than they did. You know, maybe it was a, you know, a, a, like it is now, funding thing or something like that. I don't know, but uh, she was a very good driver and and uh, hats off to her. All right, the next one is a more modern driver, and we all know her, we all love her. We've talked about her already. It's. Uh, Haley Deegan, and this card that I've got right here is, is not a rookie card, but it's a 2020 Panini's Chronicle, Panini Chronicles Racing uh, Haley Deegan card. I just That's just the card I picked because I like that way that card looks. Crusade cards out of that set are awesome. But we all know Haley. She's, she has the potential, and she really does, you know, given her, her family roots, to, to be a great driver. And, you know, I'm wishing her well. I want her to do well. You know, we talked about it earlier in the truck series here. She's having a lot of bad luck. I'm hoping that that turns around. You know, she is a fan favorite of all of us. We all like her. And again, like I said, we're all hoping she does well. 
Uh, I think she had one top 10 last year in the truck. She hasn't gotten any top 10 so far this year. I'd love to see her get a top five. I think hoping for a win is maybe asking a little too much, but you never know these days. Crazier things have happened, especially like at the super speedways like Talladega and, and Daytona. So I hope she does well, but, you know, go K go Haley, go. That's all I got to say. You know, I hope she does very good this year. Uh, one of the things I was going to talk about was um, 2019. She has Goodwin's champion cards. I'm going to show that. But the one thing with EPAC is that these were all, well, these were also available in EPAC. And what was pretty interesting is that you can combine those to turn them into these blue versions. So like that. And then there's a horizontal and also a blue version you know, so if you see the blue versions, they're a little more difficult to get because of that. But there's also minis in that series. Uh, also like that. And then there's this other version. But what's cool is I got the like lumberjack backs. And just one of the um, a tip to let everybody know that there are autographs in the 2019 Goodwins Champions, but there is a gold version autographed and that is actually only 25 versions it's not numbered but there's only 25 versions of it it was actually an achievement that you had to complete to get that card and it was only 25 of them so that's why there's only 25 but uh it doesn't say it's numbered out of 25 so if you find it that's a little tidbit of information to let everybody know uh to kind of be on the lookout for that one uh, next on the list, number two is Danica Patrick. And so this is a 2010 Wheels Element card number 59. Danica was a great driver. She is the only woman to win an Indy car race with a win at the Japan 300 in 2008. She is famous for her number 10 GoDaddy car with the bright green paint scheme. And Logan loves this 2010 element card as is a throwback to the old school days of tops it's definitely got a um it's not a gloss card and it's uh on that gray, uh, gray paper kind of yeah it's that old school card stock that they used you know like tops used back in the day but yeah danica's she's a, she's a good driver she wouldn't you know she wouldn't be where she was if she wasn't a good driver and you know, she always did have sponsorship, which was a good thing, especially these days in NASCAR. Uh, I was really hoping that she could pull off a win uh, somewhere within the, you know, Xfinity or Cup. She, that, that just never happened. But, uh, you know, now she's doing commentating on uh, Fox on some of the races because she was on uh, not too long ago. And she does very well at that. She's a, she's a good ambassador for racing. And she's had a good career, so I'm proud of her. Yeah, I was gonna say I um uh, picked up one of her earlier cards. We had talked last week about the Czech magazine formula, and uh, I was able to pick up one of uh, 2005 issue from the April issue, actually of 2005. Probably hard to tell, but that's a nice card, man. Yes, yeah, one of the earliest ones I think that are out there. She had the uh, 2006, I believe, in Ellen and Ginter. And I think maybe at the Indy 500, they, uh, in the magazine or the program, I think you got a coupon. You redeemed that coupon 
for an uncut sheet of cards, but um, her first pack issued uh, would be this 2010 Wheels Element in NASCAR. All right. All right, so number one. So that brings us to number one. All right. My favorite all-time female driver is Janet Guthrie. She was definitely a, a pioneer, in my opinion, for women in racing. I mean, you, you know, you had Louise Smith and Ethel and all those ladies before her. But she, you know, was the first one to run in both in Indy and in NASCAR. And, you know, she ran in Indy for, I think, about three years. And she, she the, first, the first year that she ran, she, I forget where she finished, but she ended up being the rookie of the, uh, the year or the rookie of the race, you know, because Indy, the Indianapolis 500, they have a rookie of the race or rookie of the year, whatever you want to call that. I, I don't remember what officially what that is, but she won the rookie of the, of the year or rookie of the race. And she was also in NASCAR and she, she ran several NASCAR races. She got a lot of help, I think from like people like junior Johnson and, and other NASCAR hall of famers helped her uh, through her career in NASCAR. I mean, they felt very highly of her and helped her every which way they could, you know, kind of like what they did with, with Wendell Scott when he was racing. But in, uh, in NASCAR, she, uh, I forget how many races she, she ran. She only ran like, I think 33 races, something like that. And she ended up having several top tens in her career. So, you know, that's saying a lot, especially, you know, in those days and times when the, the cars, you know, weren't as dependable. And I know she had a lot of car trouble with cars, just like everybody else did. But, you know, one of, one of my favorite cars that she ever drove was that, that green Kelly girl car. I think it was that number 68 and it's pictured behind her right there. This, and this isn't her rookie card. She's also in the 1977 Sportcaster set. And that would be her rookie. And it's going to be one of the older female driver, if not the oldest female driver trading card out there. And I don't have that one graded. That's, that's on my to-do list eventually. Uh, but th like I said, this is her press pass legends card. And, uh, you know, she's still alive. She's, she's doing very well. She had, a, like I said, she had a great, great career. And, you know, I remember when I was watching races in the seventies, you know, her name was always coming up for, you know, doing something, something good. And her name was indelible and etched into my brain. And uh, for that reason, you know, I, I really admire this woman. And uh, she is a, a, in my opinion, a true legend in, uh, motorsports in fact i think she's in the international motorsports hall of fame in talladega she's been inducted into that as well i'd like to see her get into the motorsports hall of fame of america that's in daytona that would really be nice but i don't think she's made it there yet but uh she's truly deserving of that and she's a, a great 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 person and a great great driver so logan i was pulling up she raced in NASCAR from 1976, uh, 77, 78, and 80. She ran 33 races. What else was going on? Oh, and then I think they're working on a movie about her life. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So I think, I don't know if it was maybe Hilary Swank, maybe was the actress to play her. So we'll see. Very interested uh, for that. Hopefully that comes to uh, fruition and gets created. So. Well, that's it. That's our, our top 10 NASCAR female women drivers. And uh, it's a good list. 
They're all all very deserving and all great drivers. Uh, final segment, uh, King's Court. Yeah, we'll, we'll buzz through this one fairly quickly here. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're already an hour and five minutes into it. Right, Jason? Yeah, and I sit in the most uncomfortable chair, so I'm like dying over here, but we're good. Um, you must have one of those chair seats like they have in Cup right now that's putting everybody's legs to sleep. It's rough. All right. All right, let's get started. Let's um, the music. Cue the music. <laughs> All right. So this week, um, we're going to start out with our Joker, which is our different or odd card. Uh, I saw this one. This is an autographed uh, Ashley Force, John Force card from press pass legends it's an authentic card uh you know we don't talk about drag racing on here very much and drag racing is a very big sport i enjoy watching drag racing we used to have it here in memphis but this card it was the 2009 um press pass card and like i said dual signed it went for 86 dollars with 10 bids which is pretty cool and if you've ever been around john force he's kind of like richard petty is He'll sign anything because I remember being in the pits here at the at the Memphis uh, race when they had the races here, and I had my just my my white box with my cards in it. And I was trying to get my card out. He grabbed my box, kind of like what Richard Pay did with you, Val, and signed my box. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, I got a real card for you to sign. But he's he's a great guy. He's just he's the same person in person that you see on TV. So. So let me ask before we go, because during your women's segment, I kept wanting to ask this, but going back to, you know, we're already over an hour. I was trying to <laughs> trying to keep it short. <laughs> Since you brought this up, it has to be a little bit of destiny. So the question I had was the title of your top 10 was women of NASCAR. Mm -hmm. Had that changed to women of racing would somebody like Ashley Force be on that list instead? Uh, somebody like her would be. It would be like Shirley Modowney, probably from you know okay. she was a pioneer in drag racing back in the back in the seventies. Uh, Ashley might make it. Who knows? I mean, I have probably have to expand the list a little bit, but yeah, definitely Shirley Modowney would would be one I would consider on that list because she won a lot of NHRA events. She was a, a hell of a drag racer, so she would definitely be on that list. So. To answer your question. All right. So our Jack of the Week, which is our young driver. Uh, this is a 2021 Topps Chrome Formula One Mick Schumacher red checker flag refractor. It's out of five. You know, it's not graded or anything. It, and keep in mind, this is ungraded. It went for $1,225 with 21 bids. This is 2021. This is just... You know, this this is what just came out. So it's also number three or five, though. Yeah. So very impressive. Um, you know, the Formula One prices just keep on keeping on. Yep. All right. Next card is our queen female driver. This is a lot of cards. It's like a rainbow almost. It's 2018 Haley Deegan uh, Panini Prism rookie cards. It's a lot of eight. And you can see, you know, you got the, the red, the red, white, and blue. Uh, the blue, green, you know, and all the different 
types of refractors and things that are there. Purple and camo. Yeah, there's a camo there, which are those camos are hard to find. Yeah, only available in the blasters. Yes, sir. And the silver and um, mm, a base. Regular. So, yeah, yeah, wow, eight different versions. Yeah, when I first saw that, I, I didn't really look at it very hard. I thought it was just eight cards, but then I went and looked at the picture and saw, hey, that's that's eight different cards. But yeah, these all these cards, um, it was a lot of eight. It went for fourteen hundred and thirty-six dollars and seventy-seven cents with thirteen bids. Wow. So you know, we were talking about our card prices not doing so well, but yep. this lot, you know, kind of bucks the trend on that. Yeah, the green, the red, and the blue are numbered. The other ones are not. Yeah, the red no. one came out of the came out of the big uh, the big packs. I'm glad you mentioned it because I was going to ask. You know, do you think this is somebody that is dumping? Or do you think this is somebody that gave up on the rainbow? What's what's your opinion, both of you? I think it's somebody that was trying the rainbow and may may have given up and said, "Hey, I'm going to sell it." You know, because you know, trying to get the ones and ones those those have already been pulled, and I think. They've been graded and they're in somebody's collection. I don't I don't think those are gonna pop back out anytime soon. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know if it was um two diecast four or whatever if I don't think they're selling, so no, I don't think so either. So yeah, if you're trying to go for a rainbow, you might as well forget it. It's you're yeah. not you're not gonna get it. So right. yeah. I think I think you're right, Jason. I think that's probably what happened. All right. So our next one is our king of the week, male driver. It is the 2001 Press Pass Dale Earnhardt Jr. autograph, and it's a PSA 10 Jim Mint card, and that card went for 800 bucks, which I thought was really a, a heck of a price for that card. Uh, I, I wouldn't have expected it to go for that much. It had, only had with one, picture. Yeah, with one bid, because that's not the greatest. And you yeah. notice he, he drove for Budweiser. You know, you see where they. Uh, we have Budweiser on there. You know, they yeah. took that out out of the car. Two thousand ones are tough. They are. They are tough, and and that's a nice autograph. Because um, uh, I have a Jimmy Johnson two thousand one. I, I I like that um, design with that big white bar there for the autograph. So yeah, and it's a good autograph. He took it. You can tell he took his time. I mean, he's still early in his career, um, but he took his time, and, and it's a nice card. I think you know. I think it's a heck of a price. I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd have paid that much for that card, but you know, somebody was willing to pay 800 bucks and, and kudos to them. It's, it's is there, price. you know, cause he's one of the ones that uses and he might be, you guys can correct me, but he might be the one that started it, but the hologram, like his own personal hologram for his signatures, is there a premium because this predates that hologram situation? I would think so. Um, strictly because I think those holograms uh, obstruct the autograph. Oh, but you know, totally. If, if you ask PSA, they take that into consideration when they grade autographs and they don't, you know, they really don't, they kind of like block that out and don't look at it and they look at the autograph itself. So even though it's covered up partially by one of those holograms, you know, PSA still grades it and still, like I said, they, they take that into account. But yeah, I think it's a premium, Jason, no doubt. Uh, for the folks who have been hanging on and still watching and listening to the show, little nugget, Dale Jr. signed full signature in 1998 press pass signings, and then he proceeded to change his autograph. So 
if you want a pack certified Dale Earnhardt Jr. full name, uh, that'll be found in the 1998 press pass signings. You know, it doesn't bother me as much. I know it's not his full name, and we talk about signatures, and you know, Ty Gibbs is horrible signature. But when somebody that's called a certain name so often signs that name, it doesn't bother me as much. Like, yes, Dale Jr. is abbreviated, but I feel like he is called that more than he's called Dale Earnhardt Jr. So to me, this in this situation, it doesn't bother me. We got Bubba Wallace. Well, I was going to say, hold on, for this one, he has another one that's just basically like DJ. So this one is, he went through a Dale Jr. phrase, and then he went to like the DJ phrase. But okay, great about Dale, um, Bubba. How do you feel about Bubba, Jason? Same thing. I mean, he's known as Bubba. He signs it. He just signs his cards Bubba now. That one's a little tougher because I don't think the, the, I don't know what the right word is, not notoriety, but it's like, when somebody says Griffey, you automatically know. When somebody says Dale Jr. or Sr., you automatically know. I don't think Bubba is there yet. You know, he might be, but it's not a negative, but I don't think it's a positive yet. Yeah, cool. All right, well, let's move on then. Uh, our ace of the week, which is our one of one, is a 2021. Here's Junior again for you, but just, these things just work out this way. 2021 National, National Treasures uh, Dale Hart Jr. autographed fire suit, suit booklet with the Mountain Dew, which that thing is absolutely beautiful. And it's, of course, it's a pop one, you know, uh, but it's, it's a one to one. It went for $2,125 with 26 bids. So bi- bidding was fierce on that one. So there you go, Jason. You know, we were talking last week about prices on some of these cards. There's a two thousand dollar NASCAR card for you. Yeah, it's beautiful that Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's on. Nice. yeah, that's super super nice. And it like as soon as you clicked over to that next, you know this this card link, it just like popped off the screen right away. And there's the uh, JR Motorsports sticker. Yeah, and you know the only thing I wish they would have done if they're going to have a Mountain Dew patch like that. Well, I actually I take that back. Let's go back to his uniform, him and his uniform. He he does have that. It's on his uniform. You see it? Yeah, it's right yeah. there so in the it, center, I, right above. My bad. It is on the uniform. So okay, cool. I'm cool with that. Because <laughs> I thought maybe he, you know, they may have taken it off the Mountain Dew uniform and not his nationwide uniform. Well, the edges are red. Yeah. And his edges there are blue. But to your point, though, it's it's so, a very nice patch. Yeah, that's that's a, that's groovy, man. It's groovy, really groovy. Yeah. All right. So our last one is our Royal Flush, which is our highest priced card of the week. And of course, we all know that this is going to go to Formula One. Uh, this was on the twenty seventh, and it's a twenty twenty Topps Chrome Formula One. Our pal Zal, one of one. It's a BGS nine Superfractor. And it was in Australia, and the guy, guy who had this was in Australia, and he he had his bid or you know, his asking price in Australian dollars, and it was fifty fifty eight thousand. Uh, excuse me, let me go back, scroll back up there for a second, Val. Yeah, he had like nine thousand nine thousand nine ninety nine in Australian dollars, but when I looked at it 
it's it showed that he had seventy four thousand uh, seven hundred seventy nine dollars and twenty five cents in Australian dollars, which that equates to fifty six thousand one hundred eighty five dollars and twenty nine cents in U.S. dollars. That was that was the asking price. It sold for in U.S. money. It sold for forty three thousand five hundred seventy eight dollars and twenty two cents. Forty three thousand dollars for that card. That is amazing. Yeah, buddy, that is absolutely friggin' incredible. Wow. So, yeah, it's well, of course it's a it's a one of one. I mean, mm-hmm. and it did get a BGS nine, which is not a bad grade. I'm sure they were hoping for a nine point five or a ten, but it did looks like it had some edge edge issues, which I think those cards out of that factory in Ireland or wherever it was. Is that where they printed them, Val? It was in Ireland or? I don't remember. I want, I thought it was in Italy or something like Italy. that. But... That's right. It, it was Italy. I'm sorry. I got the wrong country. Yeah. But yeah, all strong nine fives uh, was centering corners and surface and then have a edge eight. Yeah. So, but I thought it could, I thought there was some kind of formula where it couldn't get more than a certain number above the lowest number, but I, I guess I thought it was only like 0.5 or something like that, but maybe um, it's one point max. So anyway, uh, and I don't know how they. Um, yeah. If you average that out, that's like 9.125, I think, or something like that. So, but still really, I, you know, when they're buying it, they're really not buying the nine. They're buying the one of one. Buying the one of one. Yep. Yeah. So. So that just goes to show you the global reach. Of course, we all know that Formula One is a global sport, but you know this this one was out of Australia. I'd love to know the country where it was purchased. Yeah, was it U.S. or was it somewhere else? Yeah, that'd be. I I bet we could find that out if we really wanted to. (laughs) Had the time to find that out, you know, there there may be a way to go back on eBay and find that out. But it's to see if it you know had been on eBay before, you know, before it got graded. Yeah, still uh, amazing. Forty three thousand dollars U.S. Yeah, that is amazing. And, and you know what was was funny about the whole thing is free shipping. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Okay, yeah, I just spent I just spent forty three thousand dollars on a card. You better ship it for free. You better insure it. Well, yeah, you can't insure it for that. But I don't know. I guess maybe for that you take an airplane ride. I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. <laughs> fly to somebody's house. Uh, I, yeah, I've never had to worry about that. I've had the four dollars and thirty cents card, but not the forty three thousand. So uh, that's it, right? That's our. Um, that's it, man. That's the, that's uh, that's our King's Court for this week. Well, that's awesome. Uh, let's see. Anything else? I think that wraps up. I got I got two little things. Okay. Ty freaking Gibbs. Hashtag skid marks. <laughs> I knew that once you said that, I knew you, you were going with it. But uh, uh, yeah, so please like and subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. And hello to our new subscriber, F9 Marcelo. Appreciate you subscribing to the YouTube channel. And if you'll subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll get a shout out as well. And of course, we want to thank our sponsor, Panini America. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you next week with some more groovy news and race recaps. See ya.